Good morning, everyone. Praise God. Quite a few people joined this morning. Praise God. Hungry for that word, amen, as I am. Praise God. As Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Amen. Today is um, December the 22nd, 2019, and today is Sunday. And uh, my name is Brother Joseph, amen. And there's quite a bit on my heart to share today. Uh, God has really been pouring it in this week. You know, it's really all by grace, right? You take the grace away, and boy, you can see the uncomeliness of myself and others that are uh, that are out there in the name of the Lord, amen. And I uh, thank God for the grace of God, amen, for the divine uh, influence in the heart, amen. And God is constantly there through the Holy Ghost, amen, ministering out of our spirits, amen, ministering in the tabernacle, amen, a tabernacle not made with hands, hallelujah. And um, I wanted to start today, um, like I said, the Lord has been uh, revealing things and, uh, and ministering to me and teaching me, amen, and uh, I want to share this with you. This is the word that the Lord brought on, on, uh, on the 18th. Which is, I think it was Thursday, this past Thursday. Hallelujah, Father. Thank you, Father, for your sovereignty right now, Father. Thank you for your word, Father. Thank you for your people, Father God. I thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name, Father God, for your sons and your daughters, amen. Your sons and your daughters, Father, amen. How we cry out, Father, amen. We cry, Father God, we cry out unto you, Lord God, in this hour, Father God, in this nation that's full of darkness darkness all around us, gross darkness, glory to God, but the glory of the Lord shall come upon thee, amen, says the Lord. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, that your glory will shine through us, Father, because we were willing to go to go through the process, amen, to go through the process of becoming sons of God, daughters of God, disciplined, discipled, trained to be servants of God, servants to you, O God, ministering to you, Lord Jesus, ministering to you, Father, ministering to the people, amen, ministering your life and your goodness and your grace. Hallelujah, Father. And I thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name for the word of the Lord right now. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And how you declare that I will build my church, says the Lord. Through my rule and my government, I will establish my people. I will raise them up and train them up in Jesus' name. I will train them up and teach them your ways, Father. I will train them up through you, says the Lord. I will train your people through you, says the Lord. I will train my people through you, through my government and my rule. I will train and educate and train my people to come into their strengths and their anointings and their callings and their selections and their elections. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, Father. For this purpose, amen, this is why I sent it up, amen. This is why I gave my gifts, my domas in Jesus' name, that my sons and my daughters could grow up into maturity, into the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, Father God. That they, could co that they could grow up into my stature and into my strength. Through you, my sons and daughters. Through you that have been trained. Through you that have been sitting at the master's table eating. Eating of the children's bread, glory to God, in Jesus' name. Eating of the goodness of God, in Jesus' name. Now I'm taking it to the world. Taking it to the nations through my sons and my daughters. As they are raised up and trained up in the ways of the Father, in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Through my people, I rule through my people. I have been looking for a place to put my government, my strength, my rule, and my increase. And of the increase of my government and peace, there shall be no end, glory to God. They shall call me wonderful through you. They shall call me counselor, the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. 
They shall call me these names through you, my people, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because my government and my rule is in the earth through you, my sons and my daughters. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I was driving down the road, amen, and I was listening to the word of the Lord from, I think, not this past Sunday, but the prior Sunday's message from the fellowship. And I don't know, man, it just hit me, you know, through you I will build my people. In other words, if you, as, as you have set yourself aside to be alone with God, to study the word of the Lord, to pray for the people, to pray for your family, as you have carved yourself away, separated yourself, sanctified yourself unto the Lord, that process, he's been training you. He's been revealing to you your callings, your selections, your elections, your anointings. He's been showing you the charismas in your life. He's been teaching you the domas in your life. He's been showing you his ways, amen, as you set yourself apart unto the Lord. And now because you have set yourself apart unto the Lord, he, was, he will use you to train his people. He will use you to train the nations, to train the world, amen. Hallelujah. Because my government, his government is established in your heart. He rules through your heart, amen. This is the kingdom of God right here, the rule of God in our heart. The canon, the word of God is what rules our lives. Amen? And I was sitting there, I was driving, man, and all of a sudden this word came to me, boy, and I just, <clears throat> I recorded it, and then I wrote it down, and uh, it, it's powerful, man. I can't, I, it, it's so clear when you start, it's wonderful that when you start understanding your place in the kingdom of God, amen, as Jesus said, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. There's room for every one of his sons and daughters. But as you start moving into your part, into your purpose, into what God has ordained you to do, and where, you're, where you belong in the body of Christ, you're not interested in, 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 in doing anything but represent your Father in the earth. You want to hear the witness from God in Jesus' name, glory to God, that says that this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased, amen. I want to hear that from my Father. I want the witness of God, amen, because the scripture says that the witness of God is greater than the witness of men. And, and I don't know at what point I was, I, was, I was praying and I was looking at the, studying and praying and, and I was looking at the scripture in 1 John 5, 9. And I know why I was in that chapter because I was looking at that scripture, the last verse that says that keep yourselves from idols. You know, that was the, that was the thing that he wrote at the end of that, of that particular chapter 5. So the scripture says in 1 John 5, 9 that if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he had testified of his son, the weos. Okay? So right there, we understand the significance of the witness of God. Not the, the witness of men. Amen? And I was teaching this to my sons. I said, don't be concerned about what your, <clears throat> what your friends say about you. Don't be looking at what they're involved in and what their clothes are and what their shoes are and where they're going and where they're coming and what their parents are doing for them. Don't look at all that. Because we're looking for the witness of God, which is greater. Amen. And this is that, that significance of God because you finally have arrived. You've come to that place with the highest level that you can attain as a son or daughter of God. is not so that you can be ordained as a preacher, go to a college. As I'm going to be posting up some videos of, of, of uh, a couple more videos that, um, that I'm going to be posting up when we went to Kentucky, right? In one of those sessions, there was a couple of sons of God that were up there, and they were sharing on their lives, and 
how they came to Marshall and, and they met their wives and how they went through the process of discipleship, amen? Because this place of God, this place of us in the earth representing God, representation, right? There's only two things you can do with authority. God is final authority, amen? And there's only two things you can do with authority, represent or substitute, amen? Because Romans chapter 13, amen, it says that, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power that be, let's see how it words, hold on. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God, and the powers that be are ordained of God. So whosoever resisteth the power resists the ordinance, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. Every time the word power is used, there's the word exousia, which means authority. So all authority has been given by God. The place of authority was the place of order. It was the place of boundaries and lines to keep us safe. You tell your sons and daughters as they're growing up, don't touch this, don't touch that, don't go there, don't do this, don't do that, stay right here. All because you're establishing the boundaries in their, in their lives and you're teaching them how to respond to authority. The father and the, the husband and the wife working as a unit together, working and training their sons, sons and daughters. Amen. Bring them to that place of maturity in the Lord. Bring them to the place of understanding authority so that when they get out in the world, they know how to function. They know how to function in the body of Christ. They know how to keep their place. They know how to keep their seat. Amen. And so, like I said, all authority has been given of God. So if we're receiving the witness of men, then you're missing the point. You're involved in idolatry. But the witness of God is greater. So like I said, we went to Kentucky and these two brothers were sharing, amen, and it was it was powerful, man. And I'm going to be, like I said, working on those videos. And I'm thinking that this particular session that we're involved in right now, part five, will be the last session and will be the end of uh, of these videos that I've been working on and the, the, this discipleship training that we've been doing now for since last April. And so this is the last video, number 93, and... and uh, Anyway, the point is, is that all this time and all this this uh, work that's been being done, a good work, amen, because it's as unto the Lord. That's what these sons of God were talking about, is that everything that we're doing is as unto the Lord. We're not involved in our own thing as far as uh, independence, amen. In other words, God wants us representing his word and his spirit in the earth today. And if we can come to that place where we can, then God can trust us and use us. And it's only going to come because you separate yourself unto the Lord. The scripture says, if you draw nigh to me, I will draw nigh to you. What do you think he's going to come near to you for? Why do you think he's going to get close to you? So say, hey, Joseph, how you doing, man? He's getting close to you because he's got a purpose in mind. He's not involved flippantly and just hanging out and doing nothing. Right? He's involved in coming into your life, ministering the word of the Lord to you, training you, teaching you. He's doing it through your own spirit and through your own relationship with God as you spend your time and meditate in the word. He's doing it through those that are preaching and teaching the word of God. He's doing it through the through the, through the the gifts of God, the apostle, the prophet, evangelist, shepherd, teacher. And I was commenting on one of my brother's posts, one of his videos that he made, man. And this guy is all evangelist. His name is Brother Guy, man. And 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 uh, he, 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 he just loves Jesus Christ. He loves the people. And right now he's been preaching on on, uh, on uh, let's see here. Repentance from good works, faith toward God, the doctrine of baptism, faith toward God. 
resurrection of the dead, eternal judgment. He's been preaching about that. The advent of Jesus Christ, amen. And how that Jesus Christ is coming back for a people, for a bride prepared for the Lord. What do you think she's being getting prepared for? She's being prepared to be used by Jesus Christ right now on the earth. So anyway, it was a blessing to me because I posted, I sent him a text. I said, this is what I said. I'm going I'm to show you what I said. I'm going to read it on here. <clears throat> Praise God, I said, a New Testament evangelist after the order of Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs> See, after the order of the witness of God, not the witness of man. See, not after the world and the way they function, the way they operate. Not after the Babylonian system. But a New Testament evangelist working in the order of Jesus Christ, understanding his place is a Melech and is a Zedek. A Melech is a king. A Zedek is righteous, king of righteousness. Understanding how to serve the people, understanding how to serve the Lord, amen, as priests of God. That's what this brother's been doing, man. And I, and I love it, man. I, it blesses me, amen. It blesses me to, to hear the heart of God, amen, and, and, and teaching us, amen, how to, how, to be, uh, how to love the people, amen. So if we, back to verse, 1 John 5, 9. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he had testified of his weas. You see, Jesus, the weas, God testified of him. Same thing with you and me. God will testify of you, sons of God, daughters of God, as you stay in your place, as you stay in that place of Jesus Christ. If you keep following after the Lord, he's going to acknowledge you. He's going to testify of you. And then it says, and the Father himself, which he had, Jesus said this, and the Father himself, which has sent me, hath borne witness of me. You have neither heard his voice at any time or seen his image. See, you can't see it if you're carnal. You can't see it if you're involved with the Babylonian system. And of course you can't see it if you're not born again. You must be born again or you're not going to see all this. Right? So Jesus said, And the Father himself which has sent me, this is John 5, 37, hath borne witness of me. You have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his shape. See, as the Son of God that's bearing witness of God, and as God is bearing witness of him, he's going to hear the voice and he's going to see him. See his purposes and see his plans. Amen. See him develop in our lives. Verse 36, but I have a greater witness than that of John, for the works which the Father hath given me, the same works, good works, amen, that I do, bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. There's no need for anyone to say of himself or herself, God told me, I mean, I mean I'm saying God sent me, you know, and looking for that place where man finally releases you and lets you go. See, we're getting this from the Father. We're not interested in the witness of man. It's not like something that, okay, it's time now. Go, my sons and my daughters. Get out of the house. <laughs> Go live for yourself. I'm tired of paying the bills for you. That's not what it is, amen. It's something that you're going to bear witness to in your spirit, amen. And incidentally, I'm going to share a couple of script, another scripture here. Verse 10, verse John 5, 10. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. You're going to testify of God because you have the witness in yourself. He that believes not God hath made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave of the weas. So if you don't believe the record of what I'm saying to you right now and those sons of God and daughters of God that are raised up in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ sitting up under the master's table receiving the children's bread receiving the goodness of God to be prepared, a people prepared for the Lord. 
to go out now and do the work of God. If you don't believe that word, that record that I'm giving you, that God has, uh, as it says here, he that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar because he believed not the record that God gave of his Son. You have to see, you have to see it by the Spirit. You have to see what I'm saying to you by the Spirit. If you receive Jesus Christ, and you receive what God did through Jesus Christ, and you need to receive what God is doing through the sons of God, the daughters of God in this hour, the we us. And if you don't believe that record, then you're not going to believe that God gave his son of his son. Wow. John 3.36. He that believeth on the son hath everlasting Zoe. And he that believeth not the son, the we us, shall not see Zoe, but the wrath of God cometh upon him. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God, the children of God. Galatians 4, 6. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son, the we ask, into your hearts crying, Abba, Father. Our number one priority, your number one priority as Son of God, the highest place in that you can attain is to be that Son of God that's constantly crying to His Father, Abba, Father. Abba, Father, I only want to please you, Father. I only want to do the things that please you, to say the things that please you. I want the witness of God. I want the witness of God. I don't want the witness of man. I don't want the significance a man gives me. I want your witness, Father. Mm. Look at this verse, John 2, 23. Now, when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover and the feast day, many believed in his name when they saw the miracles which he did. All right, this is John 2.23. But Jesus did not commit himself unto them because he knew all men. Men in the King James italicized. He's saying that he knew all. He knew that the number one strength of a man's soul is self-preservation. If you don't get your soul dealt with, if you don't understand authority, if you don't receive correction from me, says God, then you're not going to be able to be utilized and utilized, used of me. He can't work with you if you're lawless and rebellious and if you always want to do it your own way. Mm. It's not about if we're gifted or we're talented. It's about can you come, up, come under the government of God. He'll rule through you through his government. He'll take dominion through you through his government. The people will say through you because of his government, the wonderful God, the mighty counselor, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. They're going to say it of Jesus through us. Sons of God, daughters of God. <clears throat> and Jesus knew that because I have not spent any time with you and you haven't spent any time with me, I'm not going to be able to train you. I'm not going to disciple you because you're not following me. You're not following my way, my father's way, because I'm only here to do it as my father does it. Proverbs 15, 11 says that hell and destruction are before the Lord. How much more than the hearts of the children of men? You see, God knows our hearts, amen? He knows that the heart of man is desperately wicked. And he knows that only by the word of God can you distinguish the spirit and the soul of a man. Verse 25, John 2, 25, And needed not that any man should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. He didn't need anybody bringing the credentials up. You know, I'm a master of this. I'm a, I'm a bachelor of that. I'm a... I'm a doctor of this. Um, 
He didn't need all that, man. To come to Jesus and say, hey, this is, you know, Dr. Joseph. This is Ph.D. Joseph. This is, you know, Bishop Joseph. This is Teacher Joseph. This is whatever. Apostle Joseph. Prophet Joseph. Evangelist. Pastor Shepherd. He didn't need all that, man. Because he knew he hasn't spent time with you. You haven't spent time with them. How in the world are you going to come into discipleship? How are you going to see it? How are you going to know it and understand it? How are you going to bear witness to the witness? You can't because you haven't spent any time with them. <clears throat> you understand? Mm. And this is all about the witness of God. Amen. The witness of God is greater. Amen. And you're going to see that in these videos that I'll be posting up in the, in the next week here. And uh, I'm going to be working on them and so on. And and it's, it's so precious, amen, to understand the sonship of God at the highest order that you can attain is to be a son or daughter of God. And when we went to Kentucky, you know, we were invited there. And uh, and I'm encouraging you, brothers and sisters out there, that if you guys uh, had that desire to, to understand the government of God, to see the government of God work, amen, give us a call. We're here to serve you, amen. Let me post up this... Uh, some info here on the bottom here. And as Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10, I think it's 1 Corinthians 10, hold on. I like how it says in the message, it says we're not trying to barge in on the work of others, man. We're not here to try to take over anything except establish the kingdom of God in our lives. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. I'm sorry, verse 13. But we will not boast of things without our measure. The word measure there is amatros. A means no or not. And then the word, the two words are A and metron, no metron. When you're out of your metron, right? But, but according to the measure, the metron, of the canon of God, which God had distributed to us and measured to reach even unto you. In verse 15, not boasting of things without our measure, amatros again, that is, of other men's labors, but having hope when your faith is increased that we shall be enlarged by you according to our rule abundantly, according to our canon. We're going to be enlarged by the canon. We increase with the increase of God. <clears throat> verse 15, in the message translation, we're not barging in on the rightful work of others, interfering with their ministries, demanding a place in the sun with them, what we're hoping for is that as your lives grow in faith, you'll play a part within our expanding work. You too will be out there preaching the kingdom of God. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. I think I was talking to my son. I said, you know, that everything that I talk about is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven, amen. From where it came from and whose it is. That's what we're here to do, amen. Establish the will of God. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny to me because, you know, uh, I just thought that was funny, you know, because it's not like, you know, it's funny because I meet people and I encounter people and they say to me, Joseph, where did you come from? You know, what organization, what fellowship, what system? You know, and are you a pastor? You know, all these carnal views, right? They want, they want to know these things because they want to figure out how to filter a son of God or daughter of God that's after Jesus Christ. After the order of Melchizedek, amen. And it's funny because, you know, I was, one of the brothers was sharing in one of the messages, I think it was 
two weeks ago or three weeks ago at the fellowship. He was talking about he met a chaplain, right? That's a chaplain of um, in the Marine, right? Of the Marine. He's a, one of the chaplains. And this guy was telling this brother, brother guy again, he said, uh, who, where did, where did you get your training? We don't even train them like that in the military. <clears throat> and the only thing that you can bear witness to is my father. My father through his ways, through other sons of God, through others that have laid their lives down to raise up the sons. God, give me men, amen. Give me men that I can train up. And because, because God gave men, now the second part of that vision is Give me the man and I'll give you the land. And the third part of that was that I made room for you, for you. Now you make room for them. God is making room for the sons of God. He makes room. He's the one that brings us into the open space. Amen. Gets us out there. But anyway, this chaplain was telling him, where did you get your training? All he could tell him was my father. The spiritual fathers, the sons of God that laid down their lives for me so that I could come into my place. Amen. Oh, my gosh. All right. We're going to have to start with this outline because I'm not going to be offensive if I don't get to it here. Just be encouraged, amen. Praise God. All right. So we're working in the outline now, and uh, I want to start. Let me, I'll post it for you in a second here, but we're going to start in section eight and number three here under C. So let me post this outline up. Hallelujah. All right, there it is. All right, so we are on C under section 8, Roman number 8. And I wanted to bring this out because it was such a blessing to me. And, you know, it's funny because we think we've heard it all. You know, we get to that place where, you know, there's really nothing new that God can show me. I'm, I mean, I've, I've got a doctor of this and a master of that, and, you know. And and we get to that place where we arrogantly, you know, approach the Lord, and we're not constantly understanding that God is trying to bring us from glory to glory, from faith to faith, from strength to strength, right? It's called the increase of God, the increase with the increase of God. He's trying to move you in the spirit, not in the knowledge of information. He utilized that database, but it's got to be initiated by your spirit. <clears throat> All right. So in Ephesians four sixteen it says, "From whom the whole body fitly joined together, and compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual work in the measure of every part, which maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love." And that part there that every joint supplies, we must be at a place <clears throat> where we're able to receive from the joints and marrow that Jesus Christ has provided for us, and that. He is in the body of Christ. See, he said, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. My people are, are mine, says God, to utilize, to distribute. I can break them off and I can move them in the spirit anytime I want to. And they will represent me in the earth as a body of Christ, the loaf of God, the bread of God. This is that bread which came down from heaven. This is what he was trying to prophesy. That this source for the life that you need is going to come forth out of your spirit. It's going to come forth out of your, the sons of God and the daughters of God as you're connected to them, joined to them. All right? Now. All right, so now let's skip on down to D. It says, as, even as Christ is to the church, so ought the man husband be to his family. 
So Jesus Christ to the body of Christ was an apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, teacher, right? He was all this to us. There's no conflict with that. And as he is to the body of Christ, so is a husband to his wife. Right? You have to be that to your children, to your wife. You have to help them discover all these areas in their lives in Jesus. It's so interesting because my sons, you know, they're, as they're growing up, they're coming into the place of what they're interested in. Sanctified now. I'm not talking about foolishly, uh, you know, I want to try this, I want to try that, I want to try this. There hadn't been any of that, glory to God. Now, one of my sons, you know, he's, uh, well, I'm not going to talk about that. But the point is, is that <clears throat> the Spirit of God has been revealing to them. And the Spirit of God has shown me these things about their lives. And we're able to confirm and we're able to see what the Lord is doing in their lives. And it's so precious, right? And uh, anyway, it's such a blessing, amen, to come into that. And and I appreciate the Lord and, and his uh, how he moves in his people's lives. And I, he is very concerned about bringing us into our strength in the Lord. Not for the glory of man, right? Not for the glory of man, not for the glory of a system, not to try to put you in a slot, you know, and, and, and make you a, a pastor of this or, or any of that, right? It's just even as he is to the body, he is to, to his own family. Even as he is to the body, you as a husband are to your wife and children. But again, not for the glory of, of you, for the glory of Jesus Christ. This is the way of God. Now, <clears throat> I want to skip on now, now for verse uh, section 11. And this talks about where men fail in marriage. Actually, verse, before I do that, I want to read the scripture, 1 Corinthians 12, 28. Let's see if I can find it back here. And then it says that, uh, and God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, third the teachers. You see, God is the one that put all these old, all these functions in place. Even in our families, in our husbands as, as, and their wives and their children, God is the one that set the structure up. There must be order first, right? There must be holiness. And we must understand and be masters of the sword in our families. Not just in the body of Christ, amen. We need this wisdom of God all the time. <laughs> all right, so again, uh, back to what I was going to start now. So he says that for this cause, I'm sorry, First Timothy um, 3, 4, and 5. And, and I started out with this because, you know, first of all, in... 1 Timothy 3, 4, and 5, it talks about one that rules well his own house, having his children in subjection without gravity. And then he says that, for if a man know not how to rule his own household, how can he rule the house of God? You see, because the, the witness of the church is the husband and his wife. Paul said this in First Corinthians, I mean Ephesians 5, I think it's 23. Um <clears throat> He said, but I'm talking about Christ in the church. This great mystery that I've been expounding to you on, I'm talking about Christ in the church. He's he was saying husbands and wives, then he's saying, I'm talking about Christ in the church. See that? So as the husband is in front of his wife, so are the elder rule in front of the body of Christ. So are the deacons in front of the body of Christ. So we're going to get into that in a second, but he's got a rule. He's got to stand in front of his own wife and children. 
And if you can't do it well, and the word rule is pro me. If you can't pro me his own home, stand in front, pro before me stand, then then we got a problem here. <clears throat> and uh, in Genesis uh, 3.15, right, he said, I will put enmity between you and the woman. Why is there enmity? See, because God said there was going to be. Whenever she gets out from under authority, there's a problem. And the enemy is going to come in and, and, and wreak havoc. But if the husband is in his place to stand in between the enmity, for it says in 1 Corinthians 10 11, for this cause I put authority power over her head because of the angels. If she understands the word of God, she understands that she's, she better stay submitted to authority. It's, it's that way with all of us. We better stay submitted to authority as a whole. But in the, in the function of the husband and wife, the, the headship of that, the ordinance is that God said that I, I, for this cause, I'm sorry, uh, for this reason I put power over her head because of the angels for this cause. The angels here is not talking about holy angels. We're talking about demonic angels. And it's the same way, and it's not just our homes, and that's just not husband and wives. It's everywhere we go. If we don't maintain authority and stay under authority, then you're going to get slapped. <laughs> You're going to get involved with demonic activity that you don't need. And if had you had maintained, you wouldn't be in that situation. All right? So, so Jesus Christ is God over Christ. So God is in front of Christ. Christ is in front of man. Man is in front of his wife. You see? And his children. So, so even so, elders are in front of the body of Christ. And elders are men. Deacons are in front of the body of Christ. And they're men. You see? And all because of <clears throat> authority, the structure, man, the headship, the way things operate. So it says in 3.12, let the deacons be the husbands of one wife. So there you go. He's a man ruling their children in their own houses. And that, that doesn't say that others can't serve, right? It's saying that in this place of, of, of God ordaining these areas, elders and deacons, they, they're to stand in front. They're porters, amen, to the body of Christ. Titus 3 8, he says, This is a faithful saying, and these things I will that thou affirm constantly, that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. The word maintain is pro-histamine. Always be in front of good works. Always do good works, in other words. Stay out there. And just like Jesus Christ, if you see the work, it's going to testify of me. The work is going to witness. The work is going to say something about who this individual is being instructed by. Let ours also learn to maintain good works for necessary uses that they be not unfruitful. Again, maintain is pro me. It's important to stand in front in the right order. Not out of order, right? Not lording and dominating and controlling. Because remember, authority was given for edification, for protection, for building up. Amen. That's why we stand in front. All right. So... <clears throat> God is before in front of Jesus, Jesus in front of the body, elders and deacons in front of the body, and then husbands in front of their wives. So selfishness, satisfying self at the expense of others, is always going to be the downfall of this whole structure. If we don't maintain the structure of Jesus Christ in our lives in order to the word, then, then we're going to have problems. And the enemy is going to see to it. <laughs> so the order of priorities, God first, order first things, spouse, which is or husband, 
my spouse, my spouse, my family, my ministry, my business. And when I say my, I mean the place that God has given me over. So see, there's an order to all this. And things have to be in the right time, in the right times and season. Wanting things only when you want them is out of order. That's selfishness. And of course, being irresponsible, there's not going to be uh, any kind of moving into what God has placed for you and what He has set for you if you're involved, if you can't be responsible. Amen? And section D here talks about domineering tendencies. Money is the first place that this shows up. There's got to be peace about these things. If there's not, there's not an order to this, then it's going to, again, we're going to constantly have problems, right? Strife, contention, and worry. Marriage must be a partnership. There, we've got to be united. We've got to be involved in this together, right? And, and if we don't, if we're independent, there's a problem. Spiritual responsibilities. Tithing, amen. Praying, studying, obedience and correction, discipleship. These are part of the son of God, sons of God and daughters of God that have grown up. This is what they do. It's not something that they have to do. You do it because of as unto the Lord. Amen. You want to be obedient to God and his word. Now these are uh, the uh, hypocrite, right, which is a double standard. Don't say one thing and do another thing. You're not going to get anywhere with that, even in the world. <laughs> and of course, criticism, accusing the brethren, we've got to understand the spirit behind that is that that's the enemy. That's what he is, the traducer, the one that accuses the body of Christ constantly before the Lord. And thank God for the Jesus Christ and thank God for the advocate of the Holy Ghost is always saying, but wait, well, there's another witness, Amen. <laughs> There's a witness that stands up for you and me every time we don't defend ourselves. Praise God. Mm. Now, these are desirable characteristics. Tenderness, courtesy, social ability, sociability, understanding, fairness, loyalty, and honesty. And really, when you look at these things, you know, we're talking about the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. This should be a part of our lives, period, as sons of God, daughters of God, right? And and uh, <clears throat> I was, um, well, the point is, is that, <clears throat> you know, if we walk in these truths and the, the principles of God, amen, we're going to stay successful in the Lord, not the success that the world sees, right? Because the witness of God is greater than the witness of man. Well, look at him. He's got a Mercedes Benz, right? Or look at him. He's got a, he's got this, you know, super fast whatever, right? We have all these ideas in our minds, all this idolatry, man. And God, obviously, is seeking to tear that down in our lives as the Word of God comes in and changes these areas. In other words, it's called uh, the engrafted Word, which is able to save our souls, right? All right. <clears throat> The three C's for a contented home. Confess. The scripture says in 1 John 1 9. Let's take a look at that. Praise God. First John 1 9.
If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So in other words, if there's an offense and you caused a husband or you caused a wife, then it's important to come together in the right spirit, right? And this is a constant work in our lives, right? Making sure that there's no grievance there, amen? Making sure that there's no scandal on, there's no offense. Because when offenses come, that's the opportunity for the enemy to start using his tactics, this methodia, right? How he travels the mind, how he causes us to come into that place where I know what's going on. And all of a sudden, you got this whole thought process formulated in your head, and every bit of it is just vanity, empty, no point, right? <clears throat> That's why, we, you know, we've got to come to that place where we're constantly in forgiveness, because forgiveness obviously is the root of this whole kingdom of God. God forgave us first. And so if we're going to do it the way of the Father, we've got to forgive first. Swallow our pride. Mm. All right. Um, <clears throat> see what the next one is. Matthew five forty four. He demands we love our enemies. We ought certainly to love our spouse. Matthew five forty four. I want to look at that. <clears throat> Matthew five forty four. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good unto them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Despitefully means to insult, to, to treat abusively, <clears throat> to use despitefully, to revile, to slander. And then persecute, of course, means to cause you to flee or flight. See that? We've got to come to that place, amen, where all that matters is that we have the witness of God in our lives. Because the witness of God is greater than the witness of man. It doesn't matter what man says to me, what he does to me, amen. The witness of God is greater. I love that, man. I just, that just so ministers to me. And it makes me understand and realize that I am significant to the Lord. For God to be able to separate himself and say, this is my beloved son, this is my beloved daughter, amen. You see, it's the witness of God. God is the one doing this. He's the one that's pleased. Amen. Be honest, man. Be, be sons of God and daughters of God of integrity, man. That's why it's so important for us to understand that if we seek to save our lives, we're going to lose them. But if we seek to lose our life for my sake, Jesus said, you'll find it. It's important for us to understand this. Amen? You don't have to speak up for yourself. You don't have to defend yourself. God will honor his word, and he is the one that will stand up for us through the Holy Ghost. Amen? And you have to be committed. Amen? I mean, how many of us, because, you know, we get offended and we want to just break it off, you know, I don't need you. You don't need me. We see all these hurtful words, right? And, we don't understand that, that the witness of the witness that we're saying because we're staying and we're committing to one another is the witness of Jesus Christ and the church. And let's go to that real quick. Ephesians chapter five. Hmm.
Amen. All right. Verse uh, 24. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so the, let the wives be unto their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, and of his flesh, and of his bones. We are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. Jesus, the body of Christ. We are members of his body and of his flesh and of his bones. We are the part of a unit. We are a unit that's part of a greater unit, the assembly, right? He is the head of the assembly, the head of the church. Amen? So that's why we must be united as husbands and wives because when we come together and there's disunion, you see, strife or anger or something that's caused a conflict in the relationship, you got to get that right, man. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one. So even as myself and my wife are joined unto the Lord, are joined as one, that unit, that family unit must also join themselves to the Lord, the body. You see that? As a husband, as a man is to leave his father and mother and be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one. So we must also be one to the body, in the body. One united in purpose and cause, you see. The purpose of God of the earth, not the purpose of a system, not the purpose of Babylon, not the purpose of religion, all right? Not the purpose of somebody's agenda that's unsanctified. Man. Mm. All right. Let me finish here. This is a great mystery but i speak concerning christ and the church nevertheless let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself and the wife she that she see that she reverence her husband you see that place that we have as husbands and that place that wives has have as wives it's not going to work if we're not doing it the way of the lord we must understand this amen and Paul clearly was trying to teach us this through the word, amen. Praise God. The witness of God is greater, amen. That's what we want in the earth. Again, 1 John 5, 9. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God from his word, from his spirit, for this is, is greater, for this is the witness of God which he had testified of his son. Amen. This is the witness that he has testified of his son, you and me, sons of God, daughters of God. Not for our own gloating, not so that you can, hey, you know, look who's here, arrived. No, man, this is all about Jesus Christ, amen. Bringing the order of Jesus Christ, our Father who art in heaven, right? Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. 
Well, like I said, this is the last of the broadcasts for this session, session one. We're going to be starting again, uh, and we're going to be covering again a lot of uh, a lot more subjects. Amen. There's a whole lot more going on here, and uh, and uh, like I said, we're going to be starting again, and this time we'll start with. Uh, let me get to it here so I can read some of these headings. Like I said, if you guys have any any questions or or you want, uh, you know, you'd like us to come to wherever you guys are at, then we can do that. Amen. And to God be the glory. Amen. So let me read some of these. Uh, this is what we're going to be getting into starting a couple of weeks here or next week here. The saving of the soul, a great exchange, a metamorphosis of the mind. So a man's confession is a result of his belief, and man's think belief is a result of his thinking, and man's thinking is as a result of his knowledge, and man and a man's knowledge is a result of his source. Amen. And we want to be after the Lord, amen. So again, the metamorphosis of the mind, doubt and unbelief, unbelief, checklist for a good fight, believe in hope. These are all titles. Hope is the anchor of the soul, finding the life of the spirit. One thing is needful. Amen. That which I need meets all my needs. The precious from the vow, Martha, Mary, faith, taking the limits of God, faith conquest, faith's reflections, the trial of your faith, examining your faith, the seven kinds of of uh, faith, is that right? The word of faith, three kinds of confession, the promises, the promise of Yeshua, Jesus Christ, promises regarding the Holy Ghost, makrothamia, inheriting the promise, the force of patience, the force of upamane, believe for a while, from promise to performance. Jesus, the word, the logos, the reign of the heresies, the word is nigh thee, the inspired word unto us and unto them, the devoted thing, prosperity, stewardship, laying down our lives at his feet, called to be with him, established in righteousness, judgment versus righteousness, hearing from God, fully persuaded, rejection, acceptance, Adam, Adam, where are you, obedience or sacrifice, the fatherhood principle, the covenant of the father, the two fathers, the representation, substitution, Kingdom principles which produce success out, over, and in, boldness, ministering to the Lord, the anointing, deliverance, the Holy Ghost, possession, oppression, deliverance, charismas, manifestation of the Spirit concerning pneumaticals, the gifts of God, part one, part two, the domas, the seal of apostleship, the charisma foundation, helps in governments, the order of helps in governments, how is it in heaven, the doctrine of baptisms, encountering Encounter with God, the bishop ministry, divine authority, the authority of God's word, recognizing authority, understanding authority, resistance to authority. Obedience is God's greatest command. Obedience or sacrifice, the revelation of authority. Romans 13, 1 through 7, authority. Lifting the authority, the measure of obedience, the measure of obedience, part 1 and 2. The wonderful name, that wonderful name, I will be what I will be in the Lord. Those are the next titles of the topics that we'll be covering them. and so i encourage you to stay plugged in amen stay involved in the word of the lord amen do not step out of line with god and his word honor your father and mother honor your husbands and wives amen praise god if you guys want any more information about this it's available <clears throat> you can call me or you can call the fellowship amen and uh well, that's uh, it's 9.54, so I'm going to go ahead and end this with prayer, amen. 
Father, I thank you, Lord God, for this tremendous time with your people. I thank you, Lord God, as we stand here in your presence, Father God, ministering the words of life, amen, ministering that bread of life, amen, breaking off the bread, amen, that we, when we come together, Father God, ministering life to your people, Father. I thank you for those that are partaking today and those that will partake in the future, Father God. I thank you for your faithfulness, Father God, and I thank you, Lord, for your love and your kindness towards your people, and I thank you for your ways, oh God. The children of Israel knew your acts, but Moses knew your ways, Father. I thank you, Lord God, right now for this opportunity again, Father. And I look forward, Father God, to the to the many more meetings and encounters that we'll have with you and with the people, Father. We bless you, Father. We love you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.